So, you know, we make it really safe right out of the gate. Sort of like, here's this crazy thing. We, you can totally do it by the end of the day. Also, there's no way you'll be able to do it unless you ask us a bunch of questions. <laughs> so it really kind of set the tone for how the collaboration works at Etsy. Episode 78, March 2015. In this episode, Randy J. Hunt, creative director at Etsy, talks about prototyping at Etsy, how they conduct user tests, Etsy's philosophy towards interns, juniors, and onboarding, as well as about investment time at Hackweeks. How do you guys prototype at Etsy? You know, it happens a few different ways at this point. You know, when we're doing early, you know, some early concepts, unlike the way we would have worked, you know, three or four years ago, we are doing sometimes things like quick paper prototypes or something to put in front of people in like a usability study or, you know, to, as like prompts for user interviews. So that's one version of prototyping. Sometimes they're literally drawn on paper. Sometimes they're, you know, little printouts of UI we've already sort of built. When we're looking at the web application, we're prototyping almost always in the application itself using essentially a UI toolkit that we've developed, you know, a proprietary UI toolkit that we've developed ourselves that our that our application has built in. And in fact, that, you know, that toolkit's gone through several variations over the last handful of years. And so at this moment, we're actually probably prototyping in two different versions of it, you know, the very newest one and a slightly older one, depending on which part of the application we're working on. But that, I mean, to get slightly more technical about it, we, you know, create some new controllers, you know, with very little sort of logic in them, just enough to render some particular views or URLs. And we sketch out using the toolkit what the, you know, what the interface might look like and start prototyping those things. Sometimes it's as basic as linking from screen to the next, you know, using the UI to kind of fake what the experience is like. Sometimes it's a little more sophisticated. What, what happens there is that a lot of the work we're doing is within the context of a product experience that already exists. So maybe we're layering in some new information or new functionality across a wide part of the product or in a, you know, a complex flow that already exists. And so it makes a ton of sense to prototype those things in the context of the thing that's already working mm -hmm. rather than sort of building a, you know, a picture, you know, creating a mock-up of the, of that whole flow only for the sake of adding a few more elements to prototype or, you know, a new little interaction somewhere in that experience. We usually just mock it up kind of in line in that experience. And how do you conduct user tests? Is there a special process? There is. I mean, the research team is quite structured about these because I think they, you know, there's an understanding that the environment and sort of the process has an impact on the nature of the responses we get. So one, there's sort of a, we recruit people to participate in the user studies. And depending on the nature of what we're researching, those may be existing people who use Etsy or people who don't use Etsy, depending on what we're trying to learn. And, you know, if we're looking at launching some new products or features that we think will, you know, attract new people to Etsy, then obviously we're going, you know, we kind of need to reach outside of our current membership. So there are different techniques for recruiting those people, sometimes within sort of lists that we already have developed and people who are members who have opted into these things. In other cases, we might actually use outside firms that help us recruit from a more general public audience to fit a certain, you know, profile. And then again, depending on the nature of the study, you know, we, we do things like eye tracking, although not a ton. We do have facilities for that. We'll do more structured interviews where essentially there's a script and we understand the kinds of questions we're trying to ask and, uh, 
and our researchers will really moderate those discussions. There's versions of that same thing, but with prompts. So with design artifacts or mockups. There are other versions where we sit down in front of usable products. Could be ours, could be some other product, and we ask people to, to use them. Uh, and those are all documented. So one, the observer and sort of moderator is there. They're also recorded on video and audio. And so it's possible for the team members or anyone else who's curious to both observe the research while it's happening, so observe the sessions in real time, but they're also all documented so they can go back and look at them later. Uh, so that allows the broader team to sort of experience that research as well. So that you know, an engineering manager can go back and look at the research we did around a product they're building and understand uh, why we might be making choices to you know, change the direction or something. Okay, everybody, my name is Aaron James Draplin. Just got done telling you about my whole life, uh, the good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird, the sinister, the awesome. And now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch, draplin.com backslash merch, and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to fieldnotesbrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria, or Vienna... Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will we'll ship them there too. Okay, fieldnotesbrand.com. You need these things. Nine ninety five for a three pack. Would you pay for coffee today? Right, right, right. You need this stuff. So draplin.com, fieldnotesbrand.com, and uh, yeah, those are the, those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go. Uh, what can you tell us about interns, juniors, and onboarding in Etsy? Uh, sure. You know, we have, that's interesting. We usually have one intern at a time in our product design organization. And I can see that changing over time, but that's currently um, how, it, how it works. And we actually onboard them the same way we onboard anybody. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Your question is, um, other than maybe someone in a management role or something, essentially we would onboard any product designer the same way, whether they're intern, junior, very senior. And we have a simple structured process that takes a few days and it's really a those few days are around understanding the sort of technical environment working processes and meeting some people right and then <laughs> there's a ton of other things that you need to do sort of to get onboarded to Etsy's overall culture to understand the breadth of the product to you know meet people in other teams and things like that but for this few days we essentially have identified some small projects that are sort of achievable in short amount of times and we get people set up with their development environment on their first day and have them deploy to production, you know, to the live Etsy uh, application on their first day of work. And so, uh, you know, we have sort of step-by-step -step instructions how to go about that, and that really exposes people to a vast part of the infrastructure and really kind of throws them in and gets them exposed to what the kind of tools and environment they'll be working in day-to-day. -day. And what we've learned is that, one, people really enjoy that because it's just sort of kind of crazy and fun, somewhat unexpected. Also, it's not as if they pass through those few days and then click, they've got it all. <laughs> you know, it's really this introduction. Now they understand that you know, once they've done this thing four or five, six times, it starts to become more second nature. So really what we give to them in this sort of onboarding experience is the opportunity to run into problems and ask questions. You know, we make it really safe right out of the gate. They're like, here's this crazy thing. We, you can totally do it by the end of the day. Also, there's no way you'll be able to do it unless you ask us a bunch of questions. Yeah. So you really kind of set the tone for how the collaboration works at Etsy, you know, that you should reach out to other people and they can help you, uh, you know, figure out the things that you need to figure out, things like that. That sounds awesome. 
it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Do you hire uh, lots of juniors these days coming maybe from boot camps or, or whatever? You know, it's really a mix. It, it changes a little bit over time, just depending on the makeup of the teams and our needs. So as we look at our overall sort of, you know, roadmap that we're working on, and we look at what it will take to accomplish that work, we would make decisions about whether the, you know, the people need to be more junior or more senior and where, you know, if it's a team or a project that's got sort of long-term growth opportunities and the work and the work could be accomplished by a more junior person at first, then we would certainly lean in that direction. But to say that we are hiring lots of them, you know, lots of junior people or lots of senior people is probably oversimplifies it a little bit. You know, it really kind of depends on the, on the circumstances. We haven't hired that many people out of something like a boot, a boot camping um, program, but I, I could see it happening at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Often we are going outbound. Almost everyone we hire are people we identify and reach out to. Do people at Etsy have something like weekly investment time, like every Friday working on some open source stuff or whatever? Uh, yeah, not in a structured way, not in the way that people might talk about, you know, Google 20% time or something like that. There are, there are probably a few cultural things that would be similar at Etsy. One, we have these regular hack weeks. There's usually two to three per year where an entire week essentially everyone in the product development organization, and now it's kind of extended across the company, are you know, sort of permitted and encouraged to stop working on their regular work and to tackle anything, <laughs> anything they'd like to tackle. And then we usually present uh, a couple times during that hack week, once, you know, probably a couple days in on Wednesday and then again on Friday, the progress on those things. And with the hope that, you know, across the many, many projects, 40, 50, uh, it's always fun to see a few that are actually conceived of and executed in such a way where they could be actually launched at the end of that week or something. And so that's really fun. But of course, we have a, you know, we have a large product and a large member base or something. So you can't just willy nilly kind of <laughs> invent an idea, and, you know, sort of impose it on the, on the product or something. But from time to time, those things do happen. A lot, a lot of times we do them uh, for our internal tools as well. You know, we have all of our sort of customer service tools and things like that are built internally, are, are proprietary as well. So you'll see interesting things where we're able to, you know, make some big moves ahead in those software products during Hack Week and things like that. So they only impact us internally. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds fun. It is. It's a ton of fun. <laughs>